Welcome back to another episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Like Orion, there are tons of organizations out there that provide resources for veterans and employers to help bridge the gap on a variety of issues, including but not limited to employment, finances, education, and more. One of those organizations is PsychArmor, a nonprofit organization that offers resources to veterans to succeed in their post-military life and to those without a military background to effectively engage and support service members and their families. PsychArmor provides free online training videos delivered by subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. Matt Feldhaus, Army veteran and learning and engagement development manager at PsychArmor, joins the podcast to discuss his own military background and career path, PsychArmor services, and some of the course highlights for both veterans and employers. After you listen to this episode, make sure you check out PsychArmor online at www.psycharmor.org. And if you have any questions about this podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Matt, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Nah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Megan. Yeah, definitely. I've had the privilege of chatting with you just for a little bit during the planning process of this show, and I've been able to learn more about PsychArmor and all that you offer to veterans, military families, employers. So I'm excited to let you share all of that and more with our listeners today. (laughs) But um, yeah, before we jump into that, can you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you have a really interesting military background that ultimately led you to want to pursue learning and education. So can you just give us an overview of that? Yeah, of course. No, thanks, Megan. Uh, So like yourself, actually, I'm from Cincinnati originally and grew up always um, being into sports, fitness, um, and then just like many little boys was playing and always played soldier. Wanted to be, uh, you know, a secret agent or, you know, something like special forces. Uh, But when the opportunity came to go to college and continue playing athletics, I chose that. But in the back of my heart, I always wanted to, you know, test myself and find out if I could, uh, you know, survive some of these trainings and wanted to, you know, serve my country and do something more. So after graduating college, um, I actually made that dream come true. Uh, it just was kind of serendipitous. I met a army recruiter while I was waiting tables in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, just some of the stuff he was talking about resonated and I ended up um, pursuing a career in army intelligence. So the job was a 35 mic, um, which translates to in human intelligence collector, uh, which sounds odd, I know, <laughs> but essentially uh, the human aspect of it is just you go out and talk with individuals. So you're trying to gather intelligence information from potential sources uh, in the community, et cetera. Um, but then I also had the, the opportunity to attend the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, California, where I studied Arabic for about two years. So it was a really uh, wonderful opportunity, um, tested myself and had a great experience in the military. That's awesome. And you know what? That sounds like a very cool military occupation. I know some people come out and they're like, well, <laughs> I didn't do anything that exciting, but that sounds like a really exciting career path. Yeah, it, it gave me a lot of skills that I am still able to use today. Because a lot of, you know, when you're talking about human dynamics, you're talking about tone, body language, 
influencing behavior. And, and that's really what we do in, in most of our social life, whether it's personal, professional, um, you know, we're trying to get people to do what we want them to do or to listen to us and pick up these little cues. Um, so it's been really beneficial for me in my personal career. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, though, you know, this your military career did lead you to have a passion for learning and education. You mentioned that when we talked last time. So can you talk a little bit more about what you did in the military that led you to that? And then I guess really ultimately what led you to your career with Psych Armor? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good, good, good uh, segue, Megan. So in the military, once I got back from uh, Defense Language Institute, um, and, and I had been a trainer before this, doing personal training. I taught spinning classes, so I'm familiar with the training idea. Uh, but when I came back, I ended up getting assigned to be our language program manager at our unit. Um, so I worked with some of the other languages, not just our Arabic linguists, in helping to maintain their language skills, but then additionally helping them develop those skills um, so that they could, you know, improve their uh, language proficiency. So that led me to get interested in the different uh, training and education um, concepts and things like that, where you learn individuals' different learning styles, whether they're uh, auditory or kinesthetic or visual, et cetera. Uh, so I just really saw that that was a, had a, an area of opportunity for me. I, I really excelled in it. I'm an empathetic person, so I enjoyed helping people out um, and helping them reach their educational or fitness goals or whatever the, the training uh, capacity would be at the time. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I know you had some cool career opportunities, and I don't know if you want to <laughs> say the company names or anything like that. We can yeah, no, it's oh, no <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that little uh, fruit technology company. Uh, <laughs> often referred to as the fruit stand. Uh, no, yeah, I got the opportunity to work uh, at a local Apple store uh, where I was a trainer. So essentially, it could range from, you know, let's say you wanted to come in, Megan, and you got a new iPad, uh, and you wanted to learn how to, to use it better and optimize it. So that might be it. Or Procter & Gamble, a big local company from Cincinnati, might have 30 of their HR team who just got some new program that, you know, they would come in and I would teach all of them how to use, you know, this specific software to help them in their, in their job. So I, I did that for a couple of years and then got uh, the awesome opportunity to head out to the headquarters location in Cupertino, California to help develop a, uh, a specific veterans program or, or what that would look like. And it ended up being, really a veteran um, recruitment program, essentially. But that's where I really came to uh, fall into where I work now, which is the veteran nonprofit space and, and working to develop, you know, social impact programs that benefit service members and their families and things like that. So that's kind of the long story of what led me to be where I'm at today which is a very exciting place, and we want to talk a lot more about that. So just in summary, can you give us just an intro to Psych Armor? So if I'm a listener with a military background or, you know, military family member, and 
I've never heard of it before. Just go ahead and give me an overview of what you guys do. Yeah, no, that's, uh, so we've been around for about five years and I always like to introduce, and I wouldn't say it's the problem, but this is why we exist. Only, or there's fewer than 7% of our country that has ever served in the uniform. Um, so that being said, most Americans are unfamiliar with military life, military culture. So Psych Armor Institute was founded to provide a better understanding of military culture and the veteran community, uh, which we believe can help alleviate many of the challenges that veterans, service members, and their families face when returning from deployments or transitioning into civilian life. Uh, so that's, that's our mission. Very cool. And then you do that through a variety of services. You do um, stuff for veterans and military families, and then also on the employer side in um, a few different other spaces with, um, you know, a lot of other resources that are available. So what kind of services do you guys offer specifically? Yeah. So we fulfill the mission that I spoke of before by producing online training videos um, and learning management systems. And these are all delivered by, you know, subject matter experts that, um, and this is on a cutting edge educational platform that we develop uh, individually for each of our partners or supporters. Uh, we can also, in addition to that um, training content, we have a support and resource center that this can provide follow-up coaching metrics to the learners and their organization. And this helps reinforce the skills and knowledge that are provided by our courses. Um, we also have a speakers bureau where we can provide in-person trainings. Uh, we can host webinars as well, because we understand that not everyone or some in some organizations want, uh, you know, to gather all of their staff or organization together at once and do the training together. Um, but essentially how we per perform it is online training. Uh, there are some in-person things, but uh, that is our, you know, big bucket. And currently, we have 181 different courses with 32 in production. Uh, and we've had over one and a half, I think the total is right around like 1.7 website visitors with over 1.1 million training courses taken in those five years. So it's pretty impressive to see how many people are taking the courses uh, and have an appetite for this knowledge. Yeah, you know, from a from a job seeker's perspective or anyone who's listening to this podcast, I think that that would, you know, of course, you have resources available to veterans as well and lots of videos dedicated to them. But the ones that you have for employers, it's great to see that there is such an appetite for it. And I'm sure that that's um yeah, I'm sure that that's, you know, good news for job seekers just to know that that's something employers are interested in and committed to learning more about and that it's not something that's just being, you know, cast aside as, oh, well, it's important, but we're not going to dedicate the time to it type of thing. So I'm sure that that's, you know, something that resonates with job seekers as well. Exactly. Exactly. Hit the nail on the head, Megan. And then, you know, I know you guys have a lot of other partnerships um, with organizations that would probably impress anyone listening. So uh, can you talk a little bit about those? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we are a nonprofit. So all of our courses are, are funded from the generosity of, you know, uh, 
stakeholders and endowments or organizations that want to improve uh, you know, the situation, as I mentioned before. So some of our big supporters, Comcast, for example, they help pay for the employer school. Uh, USAA helps provide the, the, the resources for the caregiver school. Uh, Prudential helps with financial wellness. And then the Schultz Family Foundation, uh, you know, assisted in uh, creating the transitioning uh, service member program. So, you know, all of our programs and, you know, if you think of it like, you know, just any university, all of our different school houses um, are funded by the generosity of these organizations. And we have over, this is not just funding partners, but overall there's 454 different uh, partnerships that we have in the, in the national community. And this just goes to my belief that together we're going to do a lot more than if we work individually. And, and I mean that in the social impact arena. So, you know, nonprofits are all going a lot of the time for the same limited resources to fund our programs. So if we find ways to collaborate and work together, um, you know, that's really good for the nation and for the stakeholders that are going to use these services. So I think it says a lot that we have 454 partners and are really willing in looking to amplify uh, the efforts of so many of our partners out there. Yeah, definitely. And one of the sponsors that you mentioned with um, the Schultz Family Foundation, for anyone who doesn't know, which you maybe everyone does because I know that they are very involved <laughs> in the veteran space, but it is the um, founder of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, that's responsible for that foundation. So that's kind of a cool tie and a big name that you guys have backing you and I mean that really is a testament to how you know the quality of your videos and the value that they're bringing to organizations as somebody who's been behind you know one of the largest most recognizable organizations for anyone throughout the world that's really a testament to what you guys are doing there. Now I appreciate that yeah the Schultz Family Foundation really does their due diligence and and supports the programs that are making the biggest impact so uh, you know, we're really proud to have them support us. Uh, so I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, definitely. So Matt, you, I know that you're involved in, you know, the learning and development of these courses, but um, what specifically is your role there? And can you tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do day to day and um, I guess really what it is about it that, you know, you're excited about? So my title <laughs> is Learning Engagement and Partnership Manager. So sounds like a mouthful, uh, but it's two separate uh, kind of teams that I manage. So their learning engagement is where in the beginning where I mentioned not only do we provide the training videos, but we also offer that follow-up support and ongoing resources to ensure that, uh, you know, whoever is using it, our learners, are getting those skills reinforced um, and getting any important metrics that they would need to understand, for example, what percentage of their staff have completed, you know, X number of videos and things like that. So that's the learning engagement side of my role. Now the partnership side is looking to go out into the community to find additional partners and teams that we could work with to whether develop content or utilize some of our content that we have now to help make you know, positive changes uh, in their organization now. So it's a two-part role. I enjoy it because in, 
essentially it all works with supporting organizations to fulfill their own mission. And some of the feedback that we've gotten really lets me and the rest of the team know that we're onto something. We'll, we'll get emails back that are just saying, wow, your videos, you know, I'm a veteran and your 15 things that uh, veterans want you to know video is spot on. Like I learned so much. I sent it to all of my family. Um, and, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing or, Hey, this has really helped my recruiting team better understand, uh, you know, the, va the value of, of hiring veterans or service members. Uh, so thank you. You know, this is life changing stuff. Hearing that and reading that, it, it just makes my day, you know, because mm -hmm. it can be exhausting when you're out on the road, going to different conferences, trying to meet with individuals. Um, but when you get that feedback to know, well, this is why you're doing it, that, you know, those are the little reminders. I try and, you know, read those every week to just keep me going and stay motivated. And it's cool for you because you have, um, you know, a military background as well. So you know that you're helping people who are in the shoes that you once were in. And then you know that you're also helping those in corporate America kind of bridge that gap. And so you're able to help both sides and see how it's benefiting both sides as well. Exactly. Megan, when I first was getting out, you know, I had a top secret clearance. I had already gone to college because I, you know, joined the military after going to college. I spoke what is considered one of, you know, one of the mo more difficult languages in the world. I thought I was a shoe in to get any job I wanted. But during that transition, I then realized the problem that we're trying to solve. Just because you went into the military, that often is not a beneficial thing in terms of trying to find a job and employment. And those are the changes that we want to help solve so that no one goes through the struggle I did. Thankfully, I had, you know, parents that let me come back and live with them for a couple months until I got on my feet. But it, it was a struggle, a struggle that I, you know, usually don't share. You know, I like to keep it, oh, yeah, everything was smooth. It was not. It was so difficult. And, you know, it affected me. It was really tough. So I'm wanting to make that change so that other individuals that raised their hand and said, yes, I will, you know, if have to go to war for my country, that they're taken care of when they get out, you know. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of, you guys have so many videos that are available to transitioning service members and their families. You mentioned earlier, you have over 180 videos, which is crazy, but I know that, um, I'm not sure exactly how many you have, but you have lots that are just relevant to service members and their families as well. So we've talked a little bit about the employer side, but transitioning to this side of the house, if you know, if somebody wants to come to your website and view some of those videos, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, for instance, which course category or categories would be applicable to someone who falls into the transitioning service member, veteran, or military fa family bucket? Yeah, it's thankfully pretty easy to uh, for me to dictate that. <laughs> you just go to our website, psycharmor.org. Um, and then in the top right of the toolbar, you're going to see courses. So pretty easy. You just click on that and a whole drop down will come down. You can see our, you know, 10 plus different course categories that we have, you know, entire schools and portfolios of classes in there. Uh, and near the bottom is going to be transitioning services, uh, 
transitioning service members and their family section. And we have about 13 different courses on there, things about writing uh, resumes and cover letters, interviewing techniques, accessing um, some of your um, benefits that you get when you're getting out, a ton of different, one of them's entitled perfectly, how to build a successful transition plan. Um, so, you know, there's a, a big variety of, of classes in there. And there are some other classes that just would be, you know, important if you just wanted to, for example, financial wellness. Um, you know, in, inside the military, most of your stuff are taken care of. So when you're getting out, that might be a good one to have. Um, so there's, you know, a pretty big bucket within any of our school of courses that are relevant and actually, you know, go into other areas as well, not just transition. Um, because something, you know, I found out, essentially you're in transition for the rest of your life, you know? I mean, the military, military service impacts you that much to where, you know, I'm continually finding myself in situations or, or things that um, I could benefit from some of these courses. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things is, too, is that it's sort of a one-stop shop. So if somebody who's transitioning or is a veteran comes on and they're looking up courses that are applicable to them in their current life situation, once you find an employer and, you know, you've got that civilian career, it's something you could always recommend to your employer to offer as well because there are so many videos that are relevant to people whether they have a military background or not. Exactly. It really is. I mean, because if you think about just, I mean, I said 7%. I mean, there's probably someone in your workplace as a veteran, whether they identify publicly or not. Um, and there could, everyone I think would benefit from better understanding of their military, um, you know, individuals that served in the military, uh, the value that they can add to the team, or just little social things that you either should or shouldn't do um, because that could be a huge, you know, off put if, if, you know, me, a service member, if I feel like someone just doesn't understand me or, and they, how I learn that is by questions they ask me or attitudes or assumptions that they have. So I think some of our basic courses would just be beneficial um, to help better understand, you know, people that served in the military or their family members. Definitely. And like you said, you you cover such a variety of topics. It's not just career advice, like how to, you know, write a cover letter, resume. Of course, those things are important and you cover those there, but you also talk about financial resources and mental health and things like that. So like I said, it really is a one-stop shop for anything that uh, military service members or families would need to learn more about or, you know, share with somebody else, like you said, to just make sure that people have that understanding and that they know where you're coming from. Yeah. In addition to that, it's also beneficial for some organizations uh, that require ongoing continuing education credits uh, because some of our courses that we've developed can actually provide those ongoing, um, you know, CE credits. So for healthcare providers or for HR uh, teams, we have some courses that can give you, um, you know, those CE credits, which is also, you know, a pretty cool thing. So one of the things that I really like about the website, as I was looking at some of the videos, is that they're easy to digest. I feel like they're the perfect length, um, really, both on the employer side and then for the ones for veterans. 
it's not like it's something you have to sit down and watch an hour's worth of videos because let's be honest, nobody really has the time or most likely the attention span to do that. So what would you say is about the average length of the videos that you guys have on your website? It ranges typically between like 10 to 15 minutes, I would say. And, you know, the purpose behind that, you know, we have a really amazing education team and production team that understands, like you said, no one wants to watch an hour-long video. So we're trying to make these courses uh, digestible during a lunch break. Or, you know, if you just have 20 minutes, uh, you can easily watch it. Um, they keep it simple. There's really good graphics. Um, so everything ranges, as I said, between 10 to 15. There are some that obviously are a little shorter, some that are a little bit longer, or some of our portfolios involve multiple courses, for example. Um, you know, maybe four courses of, of 12 to 15 minute long videos, but you can do those on your own. You don't have to do them all at once, one sitting. You can break them up in things. So they are very uh, digestible. Mm -hmm. And they're really well produced. Like you said, they've got lots of good graphics and different things that make them visually interesting. I, I feel like in the past I've seen videos that are kind of similar um, in terms of the overall content, but they just seem very dated. So I feel like the ones that you guys have really mm -hmm. keep your interest because they, I mean, they really do look good and they provide good content and they just seem more up to date, I would say. Yeah, I was surprised when I first got hired and I came out to visit, you know, Psych Armor Institute HQ, almost half of the organization are programmers, digital editors, and, you know, they, and that just goes to show how serious they take, you know, the production of these videos, that these are top of the line videos. You know, these aren't just things created, you know, that look like stick figures. They do a really good job of editing, uh, creating and then additionally, we have individuals um, from with uh, psychology backgrounds and social impact backgrounds um, that, you know, review the videos to make sure they're doing the, a, a good job from a social standpoint that, you know, not everyone, for example, is a white male in the videos. Um, so we do a really good job of making these videos, um, you know, socially acceptable, educational, um, and in my opinion, some of the top of the line videos that I've, cause, you know, if you're at a big Fortune 500 company or in the military, you watch a lot of videos, a lot of online training. But for the most part, they're check the box. You know, you're just kind of trying to click through uh, just to get it over with. But these videos, you know, I get I'm, <laughs> I'm biased, obviously. But when I first watched them, I, I was blown away by the quality. Well, I'm not biased, um, so I think I can speak objectively here. There we I, go. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think they're really good, and um, they're not the same old corporate videos that people watch that are right. just fluff. You know, they don't really say anything. Um, I think they're great, and like you had mentioned before, there's a video, 15 Things Veterans Want You to Know, and I'm sure that's probably one of your most watched videos, at least on the employer yeah. side. And um, I did have a couple of questions about that one because I thought it was really interesting. And even though it's geared toward employers, I think a lot of people listening would like to watch it too because I think it resonates with them and they would 
think like, yeah, this is something that I that I wish people knew. And this, it's not just me who thinks people don't know this kind of stuff. Um, one of the things is that the video discusses military cultural competence. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that. And just when you were transitioning out of the military, did you feel like there was a disconnect between you and your background and then the civilian workforce? And really, at that point, what did you think the biggest gaps were? Of course. So, A, that video, like you said, I think would be beneficial for everyone. You know, any most individuals have some sort of connection to the military, whether it's a cousin, one of their friends, colleagues, etc. So it would be helpful, just like it would be helpful understanding if a colleague was from Spain, some of the cultural traditions, you know, that might be, that make them who they are. I think it's important for everyone to understand, you know, the military and those who serve. And more than just standing up during the national anthem, thanking them during a football game. That's great. But I think there's a lot more we can do uh, to really show, you know, our appreciation. So when I was getting out, I think what really was the big gap is the viewing that I was not just my one job in the military. Because honestly, my job in the military is not transferable to a lot of civilian jobs in, in America. I mean, my job was essentially being an interrogator. Um, and that alone, if I just wrote interrogator, you know, which obviously I wouldn't have done on a resume, but if you do that, it, you know, kind of narrows the, the vision of what, um, you know, what you could accomplish. However, if you focus well, on the Well, not only that, field, people might be a little bit intimidated by that, too. Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, one of the jobs in the military is infantry. Uh, however, that does not always transfer. You know, besides, let's say, law enforcement, um, the bigger focus would be the assets that are the soft skills that were developed. Uh, poise under pressure, leadership, ability to multitask. You know, those are the things that are an asset to companies. However, what I felt is often you are being stereotyped and almost considered as a liability. You know, there's a lot of things in the media about PTSD um, and, you know, similar things that are considered, you know, that I believe are shaping you know, two sets of culture in America when viewing veterans are there either these, you know, heroes that have done crazy dramatic things or they are a liability with PTSD that are possibly on the street with, you know, that sign requesting money. In reality, 99% of them fall in that middle gap that, yes, that, you know, they did, uh, uh, you know, they sacrificed to serve our country. And from that, there's a lot of character traits that would be a benefit and an asset uh, to to companies, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and I think that, you know, even going back to the infantry example that you shared, I think that, you know, people like the idea of someone who served in the military and the sacrifice and, like you said, the heroic actions that you took and things like that, but um, they don't. When you think about what that may have taken, of course, because it's not always like a, you know, pretty, they don't like that so much, which I mean, of course, I understand that's not nobody really right. necessarily probably wants to know the gory details, nor should they ask, which is part of that 
video exactly. that they've seen yep. veterans want you to know. But I think that's something that they might not say it, but I think that there's still that um, stereotype where, you know, someone might not say that the reason they're not hiring a veteran is because of something like that. But you never know. Sometimes people still do have those stereotypes that have been perpetuated in the media and things like that. So it's always useful to kind of have a course like this that really shows the other side of it and it, it shows it from the veteran's perspective. Yeah, no, that that's true. Cause I mean, there are so many, you know, it's hard to put down into words um, all the, the traits and uh, positive things that you experience, you know, the discipline, the, you know, punctuality, you know, there's so much that go into to military service because, you know, I mean, it really is unlike any other job that I've ever had uh, in the dedication that it that it takes and just the overall sacrifice. Because I think typically when individuals associate the word sacrifice with the military, they think, you know, loss of life, which is mm -hmm. the greatest sacrifice anyone can give. However, everyone that raised their hand sacrificed something because you give up a lot of your independence and freedom um, to support the team, you know, the team of Army, Navy, uh, Coast Guard, whatever. Um, you know, I, I can think of in basic training, I got to call my home like for 10 minutes once a week. You know, you're isolated, you're going through all this tough training um, and you just feel disconnected. And, and that was a sacrifice at age 23. That was really difficult when all my other mm -hmm. friends are, you know, partying, having fun. So, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice, sacrifices that individuals make in military service. Um, so to summarize it in like one thing, oh, you graduated or, you know, you got out being an E5, E6 or something, that doesn't, you know, that summarizes so much stuff, work that they did and put in. Um, and, you know, those are the values that those individuals bring. To the workforce, yeah. to the community, because, you know, I want to take it beyond just they're an asset to the, you know, to the workforce, because they definitely are. But they're also an asset to the, the greater communities that we live in, because, you know, that's what's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, of those 15 facts, since we're talking specifically about this video right now, what do you <laughs> think that um, are, are there any that resonate with you? the most and you think that would resonate with veterans more and help them feel more understood. One of the first ones was just the fact that a lot of people will refer to the military collectively and service members collectively as soldiers. And I, I assume that that probably is something that if you're in a different branch of service other than the army, you don't particularly enjoy. So um, can you talk <laughs> right. a little bit about, can, yeah, can you talk a little bit about some of those and um, I, I guess really, just like I said, which ones do you think resonate most with veterans and would help them to feel more understood by their civilian counterparts? I'm laughing just knowing all of my brother and sister Marines out there are definitely, I think, one of the, the, the ones that would laugh at that comment the most because you know, <laughs> Marines have a much-deserved pride for being called a Marine because their training is top of the line. Um, I know this, so, Matt, yeah. because I work with several of them, and they do not <laughs> yeah, let oh, you forget that they're the superior. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, it was most fun at DLI, where all of the branches send their linguists. So I was in class with, you know, um, 
Navy seamen, uh, you know, Air Force individuals, uh, and then the Marines were always the most vocal, but deservedly so. During when we would all have training on the same uh, field grounds, their training whooped anyone else's. <laughs> it was so much harder. But back to the question. For me, uh, the one that resonates the most personally is military service changes us. Um, because I went in after college and thought, you know what, I'm pretty, you know, who I am is already ingrained for the most part. What's this going to do? And when I got out and now it's, I still work in the veteran space, but it's almost weird to me to think back that at one point in my life, I was in the military. I had to have a buzz head and, you know, uh, sleep in a barracks with 40 other guys and things. But so much of the discipline and regimented lifestyle that I have now is due to the fact that I was in the military. I still make my bed every day when I wake up. I still wake up early and get an exercise right in the morning. And those are habits that I picked up in the military, but have now helped shape me and define who I am. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and there's a lot of other examples I could give, but, you know, for me, however, when I served in the military, I was single. My colleague, Erin, her wife is currently deployed um, and she's in the Navy. So for Erin, I think the one that would resonate the most, which I actually know because I was at a conference with her, is the fact that our families serve with us. And that sentiment is very true. Even though I was not married, I mean, I remember the difficulties my mom and dad went through when you know, I was leaving and there's potential that, you know, my unit might deploy or something. They were a nervous wreck. Um, so I know, you know, individuals that have to deal with separation, uh, you know, the 24-7 on the call, they go through a lot. So it's not just the service member uh, individually, but the entire family. You know, the children as well that might have to see uh, a parental figure gone for a certain amount of time. Um so, you know, there's some definitely unique aspects about military service. So I think those two really capture, uh, you know, everything about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think so, too. And even like you said earlier, the sacrifice of having just a different life than a lot of people your age. I think it probably, right. you know, when you do get out of the military, it makes you a lot more um, grateful for what you have and allows you to be more present because you don't take it for granted. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly a good summary for sure. Well, in addition to the resources on your website, um, like we've discussed pretty thoroughly here, there's obviously lots of great information there, but I know you guys also share a lot of relevant and timely information on social media too. So I think that's an easy way for listeners to kind of find you, follow you, connect with you. And just looking at your website, it looks like you guys are on pretty much all of them, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I was going to ask you really where they could find you online, but I think the obvious answer is probably just typing (laughs) in Spike Armor and they'd be able to find all of your channels there. Yeah, but in in addition, the the only other one I would point out uh, would be if you go to the website, psycharmor.org, you can also sign up for the e-newsletter, which also has, you know, uh, 
little spotlights here and there, news stories, just kind of updates on, you know, new content, things like that. Um, so that's another great way to stay, you know, most up to date and, um, you know, getting some communication from us. Yeah, definitely. And that was pretty easy to do. You really just scroll to the bottom of the website, type in your email address and subscribe. Yeah, we try and make everything as easy as possible. You know, the fewer clicks that people need to make, the easier it'll be. Yes, exactly. So, Matt, what do you think, if you had to pick one thing, because I'm sure it's hard to just narrow it down. It sounds like you've got a pretty good thing going over there, and you obviously work for a great, very credible company. But what would you say has been the most rewarding thing about your career with PsychArmor? Hmm, that is a great question. I think um, just knowing that there is a demand for this, in, like I'm, I'm supporting an organization that is providing something very needed in our society. Uh, I had the pleasure of attending the um, Association of the Army's National Conference in D.C., and we would have individuals come over to us, just like sought us out from the entire conference, which has thousands of people there, like 30,000 people there in attendance um, that would come over and just thank us like, hey, I just want to let you know, we use your employer school and it is amazing. Like I'm a veteran HR manager and this stuff has been so important. You know, like I've wished this has been invented 20 years ago and things like that. Those are the things that, and I did that, you know, shortly after getting hiring, you know, this was a couple weeks after and it was it just showed me, wow, I made a great choice working for an organization that, that's doing this in the community. Uh, so I think that was the most rewarding point um, is just getting, you know, that really personal uh, anecdotes from individuals from our yeah, past. Yeah, definitely. Well, to close this out, um, you've been a great guest. You've offered a lot of really great insight. I hope everybody oh, listening checks you. out Psych oh. Armor. Yeah, definitely. But is there anything that you'd like to kind of close this out with? Anything that you wish that you had known when you were transitioning out of the military or any advice that you'd like to share um, now that, you know, you're looking at it in hindsight and not only that, getting a different perspective on it, working with employees as well? Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, Megan. So in life, there's always a time for strength and grit to suffer through things. But then there's also a time to ask for help and seek the assistance from, you know, experts, um, individuals, et cetera. Your military transition is a time for the latter. I, I you know, urge individuals to utilize the, the vast, and they are now vast resources available to assist individuals in the transition. Um, I think often, you know, uh, military service members, uh, you know, they're prideful. They're used to not requesting help you know that's kind of opposite of what we learned while in the military it was like you know solve it you know you can take care of yourself but you know you have to kind of remove that um during the transition and make sure that you know you have all the information and resources at your disposal um and to utilize them because the military transition can be quick you know basic training takes a couple months and your job training can take a couple months to over a year, but when you get out of the military, you know, it's a couple days, a couple weeks, that's it. So, you know, think of how long it takes to, to, 
make you into that service member, it you know kind of takes you an equally amount of time or or more to undo some of those. Um, so my biggest thing that I wish I had done is take the transition seriously and look into the educational benefits, the financial benefits, the tons of nonprofits out there trying to assist um, service members during the transition. Uh, so, you know, please look into that. There's a lot of resources besides just Psych Armor Institute that are really good that can help you transition. One of them I've mentioned, a former employer of mine at IVMF, the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, um, also actually supported by the Schultz Family Foundation. Um, they have this program called Onward to Opportunity, where you can get, you know, really good life skills and um, you know, things to help boost your resume as you're transitioning. So, um, you know, like project manager certifications and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is about taking advantage of these resources is that, like you said, there are so many organizations and so many resources out there. And, um, you know, you guys obviously serve both the military community and also the employer community. But the good news is for anyone who's listening that falls into the military bucket is that, the resources are nine times out of 10 going to be free. So um, you really don't have yep. anything to lose, you know, so you work with a company to help you find a job and it doesn't help you find a job. You end up finding one elsewhere. Well, you really didn't lose anything. You just, you know, maybe right. open the door for another opportunity. So um, I agree with you. And I think that's really good advice. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining. I encourage everybody listening to check out psycharmor.org, all the resources that you have there. Share it with a friend. Share it with your employer if you have one. And again, Matt, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it, Megan. Thank you for having me. And if you know you think that this information would be beneficial for your organization, you can find my, my personal email address on there, and you can reach out to me about possible partnership opportunities as well. But thanks again for having, a, having me on here, Megan. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.